If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. What's up, everybody? Since the sandbox is back with a fantasy special. Something we did last year that we love to do. Stock up, stock down. We're going to let you guys know the players who we think are on the up and who are on the down and who you should probably stay the hell away from. They're probably all on Kev's team at the moment, so we'll find out in just a minute. But guys, my first player that I really like on the upswing that we just talked about in another episode, Brandon Cooksman. Romeo Cornell's there. He's easily the best receiver on the Texans, and I expect to see a lot out of him, especially versus bad defenses. Lou, that's a name that's definitely been interesting. I have him on my bench. I mean, actually, two of my leagues. He might be on the 12-team Yahoo League that we're on. But I don't know how I feel about him because that was clearly a big game, um, and health is going to be his huge concern. I definitely think that I'm going to toss him in a package with a couple of other guys to try and get, you know, a a two-for-one for him. Um, I just don't trust the fact that he can stay healthy, and I'm not sold that Deshaun Watson will necessarily stay healthy either. Uh, Romeo Cornell could definitely run a solid offense with all the experience that he can do. Um, I definitely just think that there's a lot of guys in that offense. You know, Kenny Stills is there, Randall Cobb is there, Will Fuller is there. So definitely can be on both sides of that. But Lou, like you said, a a lot of these guys are going to be on Kev's team. And I actually have someone that's Kev's running back. (laughs) I got Devin Singletary, and he is someone that I want you guys to trade away. I want you to stay away from Devin Singletary, and I'm going to tell you why. The Buffalo Bills are a great team, and they're a legit threat in the AFC to be a contender. But in Week 8, the Bills play the Pats, um, and they're going to start a lot of those division matchups. And that's a team that hasn't even had the bye yet. So you're talking about a tough matchup versus the Pats twice. You're talking about a bye week. And then when you look at their playoff schedule, they're going to San Francisco versus Pittsburgh and at Denver. And those are not three matchups that you won in weeks 13, 14, and 15. So this is why I'm saying get rid of Singletary while you can while the stock is still high. F you, Steve. Always coming at me and my team, bro. Devin Singletary is just fine. He's a solid RB2. He's just fine. He's going to win me a ship. A stock up guy, and yes, this guy is on my team. It's a guy that, you know, has been filling in for an injured man who is going to be back soon. And that's Mike Davis. And I think, you know, even when McCaffrey comes back, I do think Mike Davis will have some value. I think they're really going to limit McCaffrey when he's first back just to make sure, you know, he doesn't get injured. I mean, he, he really is the future of that, at least that offense for the franchise. So they're definitely going to want to keep him healthy. So I do think Davis will see a bigger load than he did before McCaffrey's injury, but definitely, you know, he will take some cut in his carries. But I think he's definitely someone who you can, like you said, see package for a two for one for someone once McCaffrey's back, because I do still think he will have some value. But yeah, Mike Davis, uh, he's been solid since McCaffrey's been out. And yeah, I mean, his stocks, you know, as high as it's probably going to get right now. So big name right here on the down. And I think this goes for almost all the Cowboys receivers, but I have Amari Cooper. Now that Dak Prescott is out, I mean, Andy Dalton can get the job done, but is going to be feed Zeke time. And I feel like CeeDee Lamb will separate himself with his speed and his athletic ability. And Amari Cooper would do what he tends to do and what he did on the Raiders where 
he will kind of shy away once the quarterback play is diminished. And I would try to get as much for him as possible right now because there is no way he gets any better than he's been to this point in the season. Hello, been saying it. CD is the guy, and I think over the past couple of weeks, you know, when we're talking about the consistent volume in the passing offense there, CD has shown, you know, for the deep plays, for the touchdowns, for the consistent targets all over the field. So definitely depressed to see that injury to to Dak and see, you know, what CD was going to develop into. But, you know, I, I definitely don't disagree. This is probably the highest his stock will be. I don't know how his value will go up with Andy Dalton as a quarterback. You know what I mean? I definitely think it is feed Zeke time. But Lou, someone that you hinted to me and Kev in our fantasy rankings, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. And I think this is someone that you should definitely target, definitely trade for if you can. And that's Justin Jefferson. I mean, this guy was a first round pick. He's showing explosive flashes of being a very good compliment to Adam Thielen in that offense. And they have a lot of end zone struggles. And I really think that, you know, if they can get Justin Jefferson involved a little more and, and, you know, have him be more involved and more of a target in the red zone for touchdowns, I I think he could definitely be legit fantasy weapon, a legit fantasy receiver. But that's why I'm saying get him now while it's low, while he's still, you know, just a wide receiver three with a lot of upside because he's eventually going to play like a very consistent, very solid top 25 fantasy wide receiver. If he isn't arguably there already, Kirk Cousins is just going to have his games when he slings it, and they're going to have those games when they rely on the run. Yeah, so one of my uh, stock down guys and due to injury, but someone I never thought I would even consider trading or even not having having a horrible season is Julio Jones. And, you know, we know he's been banged up, but – I mean, Calvin Ridley's seeing a lot of targets. Matty Ryan, the Falcons, they're just not that good. The addition of Todd Gurley. I, Julio's been a huge bust this year for fantasy. Like I said, mostly due to injury, but still his stock is down. I mean, I feel like in a lot of leagues, you'd have to put him in a package deal, which, you know, this time last year, if you were to say you'd have to put Julio in a package deal for someone, would be, you know, blasphemy, but comes with the times man that's 2020 you know what i mean julio jones is just having a down year 2020 really killing us yeah man we're gonna get my guy healthy but someone i've been preaching about and i'll keep preaching him teddy two gloves man he's on the upswing he's gonna get mccaffrey back and he's going to be better they have good receivers they have to play atlanta again they've played well versus the bucks the saints defense is poo poo and I really like the matchups throughout the year. I mean, he's only going to get better as he gets more comfortable. Had his first rushing touchdown the previous week since 2016. So look for him to use the legs a little more as he gets comfortable. But I really like Teddy Two Gloves getting backed up there in the fantasy stock. And he's a much better option than a lot of the QBs people have on rosters. Yeah, he definitely is a, a slept-on fantasy quarterback there, Lou. Definitely a guy, you know, if you're in those 10-12 team leagues that he can be more serviceable than a lot of the big-name guys like the Drew Brees and guys like that. But, guys, someone else that I'm staying away from and all of the guys that I'm trying to stay away from or trade away are all running backs and all kind of top guys, too. So, Kev, it wasn't just at you, but it had to be the first person. But, guys, Todd Gurley, who's who I have here, and he's had a lot of red zone work that saved his fantasy relevance as of recently. But with seeing that team lose another game, kind of getting the feel that they're going to be 
you know, focused on moving into next year where they didn't get that offensive core necessarily clicking, you know, with the new additions of Hunter Henry and Todd Gurley with Julio and Calvin Ridley, who were already there having success. I don't think that the Atlanta Falcons will focus on retaining Gurley there next year. And he's had over 14 points in his last three games. Uh, So that's why I think that this could be a good point where you trade him away. He has a lot of high consistent value as of right now. But I don't think that the Falcons are going to be able to keep that fantasy value, fantasy success that high for Todd Gurley, especially when they're going to be playing from behind early and often. I think that team is going to be looking for for ways to get the most value out of their players and, and get draft picks for them. Steve, another running back who I think you should sell, 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 sell. Le'Veon Bell. Didn't mean to rhyme there, but I think he had seven points last week. It won't get any better than that. They're awful. Michael Owen, 16. I'd probably lean that way. I think Joe Flacco was the best option he'd get at quarterback, really, to kind of dump off. Not to double dip here, as, as a lot of people would say. But another running back, Steve, I don't know if you concur with this, but I have Mark Ingram as a guy I would sell on as well. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to get a lot of the big explosive plays, but I think just splitting the snaps is going to hurt Ingram. He's not in his athletic prime anymore, and I really think they're going to try to lean into Dobbins, kind of the way we thought Jonathan Taylor would lean into the Colts lineup before the Mac injury. Yeah, Lou, those two guys are definitely that are going to be hard to trust going forward, right? Because there's four mouths to feed with that Baltimore off, and five if you count Lamar Jackson rushing the ball too, because Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dobbins, and Ingram all get the ball. When they're getting it, you know, six, seven, eight times each, just hard to really find one to trust, especially because you don't know who's going to get in the red zone. It's just tough when you try and sell those guys because you, you're clearly not going to get as much in return as you would expect. So that's why it's definitely tough on Ingram's part. To Le'Veon, I was telling Kev before Le'Veon came back to, you know, really trade Le'Veon at that point in time because I thought that that was going to be his highest sailing. And guys, the days of Le'Veon Bell getting 14 fantasy points, consistently averaging that, they're just not there anymore. You know, the 150 total yard Le'Veon Bell and then tacking on a couple touchdowns, they're just not there. It's not the same guy. Um, Sometimes it's hard to face that reality. But I just really don't think that we'll see that same player at all. But guys, going to someone that is a tight end that I think that we should target, someone that I actually just pulled a trade for, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner, so that's why I definitely made the push for this. Um, But that's Robert Tanyan. The Green Bay Packers are on their bye week now, so you don't have to worry about a bye week for a tight end anymore. Lazard is having core muscle surgery, so he's going to be out another couple weeks. We know Devontae Adams isn't 100% healthy, and Tanyan's the person that set himself aside to be a consistent fantasy weapon going forward. I mean, we've seen the targets there over the past two, three weeks, and I think he can consistently be a big threat, whether that's in the middle of the field or in the red zone. And we really haven't seen Aaron Rodgers have huge success with tight ends since Jermichael Finley was there, even though Jimmy Graham was there Um, I definitely don't think that that relationship aspired to what anyone imagined that it possibly could have been, especially after seeing what Jimmy Graham was once was like on the New Orleans Saints. But guys, I have faith in Robert Tanya, and I think he's someone that you can buy low. I just traded Javis Landry for him. I know Javis is a very good wide receiver. You know, I'm I'm going forward with Tanya and Hunter Henry as my two tight ends for the year. Yeah, and a guy whose stock is extremely, extremely high right now, who I actually 
have been working on trying to trade for. And I actually have the guy above him on the depth chart who, you know, is now going to miss possibly up to six weeks. And that's Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt was putting up numbers before Chubb got injured, like we talked about in the uh, in the week five impressions episode. I mean, Cleveland Browns, number one rush, uh, rush offense in the league. So that core tandem of, of Hunt and Chubb is really good. But now with Chubb possibly missing up to six weeks, I think Hunt is a guy who's really going to start emerging as, in my opinion, I think he'll be a top five running back within the next couple of weeks, just strictly due to like workload and red zone touches and getting those extra 10 to 15 carries a game that he wouldn't normally get. So I think Kareem Hunt is someone you could probably get if you, if you send, you know, a package or something like that, but definitely someone worth trading for, especially if you're looking for a solid running back option. Yeah, man. And my, my last guy who I think is uh, the only running back I think is on the upswing right now, Miles Sanders. I mean, He's obviously going to be a little high to touch on, but man, he's the, one of the best receivers on the Eagles right now. Their offense, even though they just lost, is getting into full swing. But now that Dak is down, Washington still isn't great, uh, and the Giants still aren't great either. I think the Eagles realize they may have the most dynamic offense because of Carson Wentz, and that's his go-to guy. Last week, his second game in his career with two touchdowns. He's going to get a ton of volume. And as the Eagles receivers keep going down and as uh, their O-line keeps getting worse, Miles Sanders is going to keep seeing touches, keep getting force-fed the ball, and he is explosive as hell, man. He really was the only option they had that really tore up the Steelers' defense, and I love him as, a, as an RB1. Yeah, Miles Sanders is definitely someone, definitely showed up in that game that I wasn't expecting to. I mean, he's been a guy that's been, you know, really high in our top 15 fantasy rankings and someone who's also been off of those rankings altogether. Um, the Eagles have looked really good and really bad at this season. So just kind of hard to see how we're going to view them consistently. But guys, going to another running back that I think you should either, you know, stay away from. I definitely don't want anything to do with him. And that's Kenyon Drake. And Lou, we kind of talked about this going into the season. He was only on the franchise tag. So, you know, they weren't necessarily committing to him long term. But getting rid of that David Johnson contract was so beneficial that moving forward with him on the one-year $7 million was still a bargain deal. But in half-point PPR leagues, he hasn't even put up more than 13.5 fantasy points yet this season. And that's an explosive offense. So if he's not getting the workload, if he's not seeing the value now, I don't see how that's going to change going forward. And Chase Edmonds... He's a real factor in that offense, and they like him a lot. So Kenyon Drake, I would sell him for whatever you can. A good two-for-one scenario here for a lot of those people that had, you know, the Saquon Barkleys and the rest of those running backs that are banged up right now. Maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you won't. But I think his stock is just a little bit down right now. And, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people – you know, in, in most drafts were taken in the first round, at least in all the drafts that I was a part of, a guy that was taken in the first round. And, you know, he's played okay and, you know, he's looked all right, but I definitely don't think he has, you know, proven to be a number one fantasy draft pick yet. I think he's got a ton of potential, especially in that Chiefs offense. But definitely a guy who, you know, early on the season, I feel like a lot of people would have bid on for a trade, but definitely not a guy that at least – for me, I would, you know, be going out of my way to get. I mean, if he were to come to me in a good deal, then yeah, I'd take him. But definitely someone who his stock can only go up from here because I think he's been a middle of the pack at best. 
Yeah, guys, Clyde was someone, you know, earlier in the in the year approaching the, the fantasy drafts and stuff like that that I was very hesitant on. You guys can recall that. It's just really tough to trust a first-round draft pick in a fantasy league to be a rookie. It, it just kind of high expectations to set yourself for the year. So that's why, you know, with, with this last guy that I'm telling you guys that you could definitely target and you won't have to pay a crazy price for, um, is Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's coming from a team that is 4-0. He's the number one receiver, and his fantasy numbers haven't really shown for a lot of that success yet, and I think he's still going to continue to get better as the year goes on. Like I said, I don't think we've seen the Big Ben that I think we will possibly see at his best yet. So that's why, you know, I think you can get a Juju for possibly a, a two-for-one or you know, maybe a, a flex guy because just the way he's performing as of right now. But definitely not someone that, that you have to pay a lot for and can trust going down later in the season. It's important, guys. Their bye week is already done, the Steelers bye week. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for our fantasy stock up and stock down. Uh, make sure you listen to me and lose players to trade away and trade for and, and definitely do the opposite of whatever Kev says. But, guys, make sure to stay tuned for our games of the week, our fantasy rankings, and go back and give our NBA Finals episode a listen, as well as our Week 5 impressions. Check things out on sensesandbox.net. Got a lot coming for you guys this week. We out. Peace.